My name's Tim Carter, and I'm here again with Ian Rose and Julie Shimizu. Thanks for joining us. We're going to start our time together by listening to some words from Psalm 86, verses 8 to 13. Among the gods there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided ear that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name for ever. For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths of the realm of the dead. Our opening song today picks up on words from that psalm. It is the liturgy of the hours, a call to us to dedicate each part of each day to the God whom we serve. To follow up on that song, can I invite you to join with me in saying the Lord's Prayer? If we're thinking about living every day for God, then there's no better daily prayer than this one. Asking God to set our priorities, 
meet our needs, forgive our sins, govern our relationships and keep us safe. So can I invite you to pray with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Psalm 86 continues with these words in verses 14 to 17. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They've no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show me your strength on behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. So, in response to those words, can I invite you to listen to the words of Stuart Townend's song, O my soul, arise and bless your maker.
That's something to look forward to. In fact, the harder life is now, the more we have good reason to look forwards to the glory which is to come. Here and now, although God is with us and we are blessed by that, we can and should expect hardship, difficulties and trials. The Bible is quite explicit about that and pulls no punches. If you're going to follow Jesus, don't expect an easy ride. Let's listen to what Peter has to say in 1 Peter 4, verses 12 to 19. Dear friends, 
Don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it's time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who don't obey the gospel of God and... If it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Father God, We thank you that you came so that we might live life to the full. And yet we know that many are not free to openly experience you and that fuller life because of opposition and persecution. May all such people know your presence in a special way and give them the strength that they need to hold on to their faith in spite of the pressure from government and even family. Help them to live in such a way that those around them will see in them the kind of life they long for and will want to know the hope that they see in them. Open their minds, we ask, that they might discover you for themselves. Give those who try to share your good news both the words and the wisdom that this fuller life will be experienced by those who listen. We ask for your guidance, safety, an inspiration to be given to organisations such as Open Doors, Barnabas Fund and Sat7 as they support those in these difficult situations. We know, Father, that you long for all to turn to you and begin a personal relationship with you. So we ask all these things in the name and the power of Jesus, who is both Lord and Saviour. Amen. Merciful God, 
There's a saying, unreasonable expectations are premeditated resentments. In other words, if you have an expectation that things are going to work out in a certain way and that doesn't happen, then you're going to be pretty unhappy about it. So, despite 55 years of experience to the contrary, England football supporters always seem to expect their team to win every game. That sense of expectation seems to grow the further they progress through a competition which is quite illogical really, since the closer you get to the final, the better the opposition you will face. But in this case, dashed expectations have resulted in some pretty ugly behaviour. Scientists recently came up with a formula for what it takes to make us happy. And in essence, what they discovered is that the key to happiness lies in lowering your expectations. Blessed are those with low expectations, for they will not be disappointed. If you're a Christian... What expectations do you have of God? If your life belongs to God and God has promised to take good care of you, do you fall into the trap of expecting that this means that he will shield you from trouble and keep you out of harm's way? It's an easy expectation to develop. After all, if you're best friends with someone who loves you a lot and has limitless power, you might expect your friend to pull all the right strings for you so that everything turns out fine. And when that doesn't happen we can get quite disappointed and upset. Yet the Bible does not promise us an easy ride through life. Quite the opposite of anything. That's why Peter tells his readers not to be surprised that they are undergoing fiery trials which are trying and testing them to the limit. They found themselves sharing in Christ's sufferings. And it looks as though some of them weren't prepared for that. So we need to ask ourselves about the extent to which we are ready and prepared to suffer for our faith. Or the extent to which our faith might be tried and tested by adverse circumstances. God promises that he will go through fire and water with us, but he never promises to wrap us up in cotton wool and keep us cosy and comfortable. Life for many of us over these past 15 months has been very hard. 
My guess is that if you're listening to this podcast, then you've come through that period of trial and out the other end. How has God kept faith with you during this time? And if you still find yourself in the thick of it, how is God getting you through each day? Peter says that if God's will leads us through suffering, then we should entrust our souls to our Creator who is faithful and just carry on doing what is good. It takes courage, commitment and dedication to do what is right when everything around you is going wrong. And in bad places, small acts of goodness can go a long way and make a big difference. And why does Peter tell us to entrust ourselves to the Creator here? Why not our Lord or our Saviour or our God? Perhaps because if God is your Creator, then even in the midst of suffering, he is shaping and moulding your character so that who you are isn't determined by what you're going through. Your identity, your soul, the essence of your personality, these are in God's hands. You are in God's hands. So trust him and just carry on doing what is good. Being a good person in bad situations, that's who God calls you to be, how he calls you to live.
Ian's just shared a closing thought with me. We often expect God to airlift us out of difficult situations. Instead, what he does is parachute into them so that he's with us. So, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.